welcome to another EduThink podcast. Today in the studio, I'm having a conversation with Mr. Tuma, EduInc's business studies teacher, and three students, Aidan Quinn and Ken Quinn, and Chad Fanneroff. And we're going to be chatting about the Allen Ground Entrepreneurial Challenge that these guys have taken part in. Chad and Aidan have placed in the top 20 for the Entrepreneurial Challenge, and Kian has placed in the top 10 for his business pitch. So over to Mr. Tumor. This is quite a big undertaking, and as far as I understand, in the Alan Gray Challenge, over 8,000 students took part from grade 8 to matric. How did this get started? What is the historical path that you've walked to get to this point, um, where three of your students are sitting in very top positions and are well-placed? The Alan Gray Entrepreneurial Challenge is an annual event whereby high school learners are given an opportunity to start and run a virtual business. They can come up with the concept of their own, starting from um, identifying a location or a place where they can run the business, um, as well as getting the finances from the available options, and then choosing a target market, advertising the business. Basically, the whole idea is to try and run a business viably, making sure that they make enough profits and they stay within the industry and the um, I must say that I'm very proud that we had uh, two of our students in the top 20, in the overall top 20 rankings in the whole country, out of uh, more than 8,000 learners that participated. And uh, Chad and Aiden, actually in the top 20, they managed to be in the top two for the second week. There were weekly rankings, and then there was the overall rankings. And in the second week, they had second, first and second slot, respectively. And uh, that was all due to their ability to be calculative because the whole game was about being able to make calculated risks that will pay off at the end of the day. We had like three quarters of the school playing the game, but not everybody had that ability to make the right decisions that eventually got Chad and Aiden to be among the top 20 in the country. And I understand that Kian, while he didn't place in the top 20, he took the top slot one of the weeks as well. Kian is ranked amongst the top 10. Well, so with each and every weekly challenge, the learners will play the game, like um, finish the challenge for the week, and at the end of each challenge, they had to submit an assignment, which was a written assignment for the four weeks out of the five. And in the fifth week, which was the final week, they had to submit a business pitch, um, which would be assessed by the moderators. And Kian Queen managed to be selected amongst the top 10 in the whole country to have a final pitch done in front of an audience that included the parents, um, the judges from Allen Gray, as well as other learners that made it in the top 10. And I must say that uh, he stood his own. Like, we were so impressed. The pitch that he gave was extremely of high quality, and he was extremely confident and showed extreme levels of creativity. He had so much passion. I was surprised, and I'm sure the judges were too, and we're just keeping our fingers crossed now that um, the final result will be reflective of the kind of work that he put in. So as far as I understand, Ken was one of the youngest students in the top 10 for his business pitch. Is that correct? That is correct. Out of the top 10, there were eight individuals and two teams, a team of two learners. The other one was a team of three. And Kian was the only grade nine. And apparently he is the youngest of all of them. That's amazing. And I understand also that the first prize is a 45,000 rand prize to actually kick this business off and try it out. That is correct. Um, there are two prizes actually, 45,000 for uh, the top position and 35,000 for the runner-up to get the business started. So we are keeping our fingers crossed that Kian manages to be in the top two. That'll be amazing. Absolutely. Aiden and Chad, well done. Congratulations. That's an amazing achievement. As you heard, Mr. Tumor is very, very proud of you. Do you want to tell me a little bit about how this game came to being, how you participated, what kind of platform it was on, how you experienced it? Thank you. So I used a Chromebook to do the challenge. It was a virtual platform off of a site that they set up for you to play in a virtual world designed for you to run your own business as startup and see if it either you get a success in your business or you go bankrupt in the game. So it sounds, you make it sound very simple, almost like a sim game. 
but it must have been quite complex in how you were able to obviously do marketing, choose what you were doing, and what kind of business did you do? In definition, it does sound like a Sims game, uh, which would be fairly simple, but the way the game works, it's all decision-making, where you learn from the mentor that you are given in the game. But what a lot of people did that I saw is that they skipped through the reading parts of what the mentor and the other of the members of your team were saying, which were in fact were not recommended even by the game because when certain words that they told you in when they were speaking was the words that were going to tell you which direction to take in the game. So you also had to read it, go through it, and then also read what the computer told you when it told you go to the computer, which helped you make decisions in the game, which would further your point in taking. Aiden, you wanted to add something to that? Yeah. When you said it isn't as simple as it sounds. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So what was complex about it? It was fairly simple at the start, as long as you didn't skip anything. And then but eventually got much harder... You had to use more decision-making, and near the end, if you skipped a conversation, there was barely any chance of you getting that segment right. Okay. Do you guys think that this virtual game that you played had any educational value? Yes. Um, obviously, you guys enjoyed it. You've done very well with it. So, Aiden, what what educational value do you think it brought to you? It taught us about mainly how... Running a business isn't as simple as just sitting at a desk and waiting for your employees to work. Okay. Told us about different rules that businesses have to obey, like triple B, double E. And it was very educational, in my opinion, and taught us a lot about the different ways businesses could take in order to make their businesses actually get enough money to continue improving their business. Chad? So I found that there was educational value in the virtual game, maybe not in a lot of subjects, but in when it came to English, maths and business studies, English played a big part in comprehension skills and reading the sentences, finding the right words that were directing you into the right path. As well, when it came to maths, it was helping you read the graphs, analyze the data, showing where you must put the data in which ways, and where was the best place to selecting for your geological location for your business. And the business study side of things? So the business study side of things did help in the fact because it is a business itself. So what you were learning in business in grade 10, we start learning about legislations in the business laws and everything which was one of the big parts in week two, three, and four of the game. So what business did you choose? So I chose to use the medical industry in the game, and I named my company Health Tech. And what exactly was your business? So my business in the game was to allow patients to be able to contact their doctors through an app and also receive test results, blood results, and all of that, and also prescriptions. So if... A lot of people in townships can't always go to the doctor to receive blood works. So the doctor would have access to that uh, specific patient's file on the system and be able to send it through and it would show what the blood works would say or the medicine that they would need. So they could also send digital prescriptions through. Did you make a profit in the game? Uh, yes, I think in revenue itself it was 700000 That's amazing. What marketing aspect did you have or was there a marketing aspect in the game that you had to attend to as well? There was definitely marketing skills that you need to have. So in week three, we started campaigning our business in the game. So there were three campaigns that you had to do to start the business, to get it out into the world. In the campaign, after you started it, it would give you certain tasks you had to do. So one of the tasks was it would send out an analyst to analyze the age groups, the areas that best fitted it, and also the class of which, if you were rich, poor, or mid, of which one it worked best. Then after receiving that data, you would throw it into the system and we told you to analyze it. And then you must also have to say 
which one it said was the best form of platform, like either newspaper or online or TV, and say how much funds you wanted to spend. And then after that, it would be released to start the campaign. That's amazing. Well done. 700,000 Rand in, in four weeks is a, quite an achievement. Thank you. Aidan, what company did you start? What was your business? Um, Voltec from the game Fallout. Okay. And my vision was to like bring better healthcare to areas where they either don't have enough money to pay for the healthcare or they don't have good enough healthcare. So how did your business go about doing that? Basically, like free healthcare in certain places, especially where I don't have enough money in order to pay for the healthcare, since in South Africa we don't have free healthcare. So, did you make a profit in your company? Yeah. How much money did you make? Um, 500,000 to 600,000. Wow, that's, that's quite impressive. And especially for a non-profit company, if I understand. That's amazing. So, and did, yes? I, um, but then when I was doing the business pitch, my dad pointed out that um, a free healthcare company that's also non-profit isn't a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Right. You've commented that having a business is not just about hiring employees and expecting them to do the work. What was your experience of hiring, staffing your business and things like that in the game? I'm assuming that you could do that. You could indeed do that. And there was three separate groups that you would, you started out with a core team, but it did warn you in that week, which I'm pretty sure was the second week, that people will scam you. And it, they didn't actually do that on that week. Okay. They only did that when you had to hire the last batch. Okay. So there was three. There was the core team, the, there was the second team, and the third one. I forgot which one the, um, the last two were. Uh, yes, it was the CMO, the COO, and the CTO. Yeah. yeah. So what was the third batch? Um, the third batch, in one of the segments, you had a person that had a higher experience and paid, obviously, more money than than the one that had low experience. But then there was a person who had a low experience but wanted more money than the person who had a high experience and them and the person that had a higher experience wanted less money. So what decision did you make in that hiring instance? Um I saw that they're trying to scam me out of my money and throughout the entire game I made sure to read not only how much they cost but their experience. Okay. So who did you hire in the long run? At the start, I hired, I think, one of the people who have the max experience, which is three years, if I'm correct, and then a two-year one, one-year one. I usually did that for most of the weeks, okay. except for the last one, who I had, which I think I went for three, two, three. Wow. Aidan, in your opinion, what is the value of you as one of the younger students playing this game to play this game at school and the teachers finding time for you to play this game in school? Um, I found those not only a very good experience since it was a very calming experience. Since despite the entire thing of your know, business is basically just an empire built on cards and if the wind blows, everything falls. It, despite that, it, I also found it a bit calming since like it took a while to move from one place to another, since sometimes there was like depending on which direction you walked, you walked faster. It was very well designed, in my opinion. And what what was your favorite part of the five week experience? Marketing campaign. Why did you enjoy that? One thing that it majorly punished anyone who didn't actually read any information about it. Okay. Since the three, you had three different segments segment where you had to you got to see the different groups you got to see like what they will provide for you like you had the poor the middle class and the rich Mm. and they would each give you different for each time you did it they'll give you different statistics and you had to choose if your one would better if yours better suits the different people and then on that same one, they showed you what class likes. If they're like media, if they're like... And they also showed you the age. I forgot to um, mention that. It started out as like teen, like children to teens, and then to like adults, and then old. 
the adults would usually represent the middle class or the higher class. And they showed you the what each likes. And you would have to choose. And there was another activity with a, where you had to choose what you were going to order for the different um, groups. And if you knew the information, you could order an entire... You could only order one thing and do very well. But there was also um, at the top of that same one, there was the eight where you had to select the age group. That was a bit difficult to see. But despite that, it was a very fun child and error experience. Since first time I didn't get it right, um, second time I didn't, but the last time I did. Oh, well done. And any advice that you would like to give somebody who embarks on this journey next year? Don't skip anything. Whenever it tells you to read the computer, read the computer. Every word. Read all of the conversations. Don't skip anything. Okay. Or there's a high chance you will not know what to do. Also, do the activities. If you notice that one of them would make you progress to the next challenge, don't do it. Make sure you've completed all of the challenge for that task, since obviously those give you points. And if you only did the main ones, you wouldn't get as much points as if another person did all of them. So it sounds like there are two messages in that. The first is do the work, do all the work, and pay attention to the details. Or just patience. Patience too. So we add a third one to that. Do the work, attention to detail, and have patience. And patience is a virtue. Good. Chad, what was your favorite thing about the game? So my favorite part about the game was probably the sort of realistic part of the business, how it wasn't just like you could only earn funds. If you didn't play the game properly, you would run out of funds eventually if you were putting too many expenses, hiring the wrong people with lower experience but for a higher expense, which wouldn't have been earning you the profit of hiring people that are more experienced for lower the funds. So if you didn't um, hire the right people, you wouldn't have been making the money you needed, causing you to eventually go into bankruptcy. Any advice that you'd like to give anybody playing this game next year? So like Aiden said, read all the things that they give you to read. It definitely does help. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Yes, Aiden. I forgot to mention something. The only time when you don't need to read anything and you can skip through the conversations is only when, you're, when you go to the place where you can hire people because they all say the same thing. <laughs> there's, That's there's, a valuable there's two, lesson. There's two different dialogues. One where, the, um, where the, it's a person who hasn't been in a business and the other one is a person who has been. There's only those two dialogues and it's just they say the same thing. It's the only time where you can do that. That is very, very good advice and a good observation. So any thoughts on the role of the teacher in this endeavor? Yes. The teacher could really help. The teacher could give you good advice, and um, Mr. Tumor gave me the advice of not skipping anything, Mm. which helped me a lot. So uh, do you find it a lot easier when you're taking your teacher's advice because they probably do, especially if they're your business teacher, they probably do know how to take better action in the game than you would have known to take? Okay. Mr. Tumor, what did you see your role as in this game? Well, the greater part of the challenge was with the learners. Um, the teacher's role basically is just to facilitate and to give some motivation and advice where necessary. Um, we were getting some preview or some information prior to the challenges of the week from the Allen Gray team, the technical team. So we knew what to expect and we would sort of brief the learners on the things to look out for. Um, the gentlemen have also mentioned the element of legislation or they came across as a challenge those were some of the new concepts that to them that we had to explain prior to them playing the game but uh, the greatest achievement was through their ability to concentrate their ability to pay attention to detail and their ability to make the right decisions the teacher's role is just to facilitate and uh, to help if and when necessary but credit goes mostly to them for taking instructions. So do you have a message for teachers out there? 
you know, most teachers are going to find barriers to doing this. It's cost too much money or it's going to take too much time on my busy schedule. What is your advice to teachers when an opportunity like this presents itself to you? Well, with the Alan Gray Entrepreneurship Challenge, at the end of the game, it feels like you would have gone through a whole year of um, a field tour. Like you've visited companies, like the learners were actually on attachment for the whole year, attachment related to business studies. Because the, the amount of information and the experience that they get uh, through the different stages of the game is practically like 80 to 90% of the syllabus in business studies. Like from grade 10 to grade 12, the whole managing of the business and the concept and the playing of the game is centered around business concepts. Like, for example, starting from the registration, the players had to do registration of the companies. And in, in registering the companies, they had to choose uh, a suitable form of business ownership. These are all concepts that are taught, especially in grade, from grade 9 to grade 12. Um, they had to go through processes like accessing funding and um, looking at the different options available for funding businesses. And they were all given there in the, in the game, and which is also part of the syllabus. And the creative aspect that the two gentlemen have mentioned is that of the human resources or the human capital function. These are taught in theory, but during the game, the learners had an actual chance to practice human resources or effective human resources management. And they did that extremely well, especially for our two gentlemen. When we do these uh, concepts in class, learners might get the theoretical understanding of it, but it's different from when they actually have to practice it. There is also the element that they mentioned about the marketing which is another key topic and a key chapter. It covers a greater part of our TM1 chapter, especially in grade 11 and 12. Marketing is a huge element of the business studies syllabus. It covers a greater percentage of the whole syllabus. So now, every time when I have to do the topic in class, when I have to discuss with the learners, it's easier for me to make reference to the game. What does marketing involve? Now, the gentlemen, they know very well that marketing is not just about putting the product out there, but we have to be able to identify your target market and at the same time also be able to come up with the right price range for that target market so that your product will be effective and is uh, made available to the right people, the right audience and all that. So I would say that it's such a huge form of learning platform. It is a game, yes. It is a competition. But I think if every learner takes it more as a learning opportunity and a time also to have some time off from the books, playing the game while you learn is a very beneficial. And it's not only for business studies, as, as the gentlemen have mentioned. There is a, also um, integration with other subjects too, like English language, the interpretation of concepts or the understanding of the effective communication between the mentor and the, the game player. There is also a huge element of mass literacy because they had to do data interpretation from the given set of information and graphs and all that in order for them to make effective decisions. So all that, I think, is uh, very, it's extremely useful. It's not that expensive financially because it's, they just needed to have access to the internet and to have the right gadgets. And luckily for us, all our learners have access to the internet and their working gadget. And it comes really at uh, not much of a cost at all. The only cost maybe would be the time. And uh, um, I must say that time, we, I don't regret the one hour slot allocated for each grade to play the game per week. It was really worth it. Hmm. So one hour a week and it was for free? It was absolutely for free. Um, the only cost would be the internet access, sure. of which in our school at Edu Inc. Um, is abundantly available. We never had for one day any glitches with the internet connection. Okay. And also, um, only the assignment could be done over the weekend. Again, it wasn't so much of a uh, task that would require so much time, with the exception of uh, the week five task, which was the business pitch. Okay. So guys, uh, Aiden and Chad, how much time outside of the classroom did you spend accumulatively on on this project over the five weeks? I spent a while since on the first assignment, I was really lazy. I put like one sentence for each. Then I said that that probably wouldn't be a good idea. And seeing that I got really high on week two, 
or a very, a very good school, I decided to put more work in. And on the second week, I put paragraphs okay, and for how, all of them. So how many hours extra a week on top of the hour in the classroom did you spend on this project? Well, sometimes I would like take some of my like, lessons off, mostly just the extra math lessons that I have to do the assignments. So an extra hour a week on top of that. And yeah, and I would, I would also do them after school and over the weekend. And the last one, I basically spent an entire day okay. making sure I did it right. Oh, good. Chad, and you? I think also like an extra hour a week on each assignment, just looking through it, making sure the sentences are correct, the spelling's correct, to make sure it also gives everything that they've asked for. Okay. Mr. Chum, it sounds like you're embracing experiential learning and seeing value in that space. Are there any last thoughts that you would like to share? Well, after the Alan Gray Entrepreneurship Challenge, it became very clear that the game itself is not just a competition, but also an opportunity for teachers and, learn- and learners and schools in general to use as a form of embracing blended learning. We do a lot of theoretical work or we do a lot of theory in class, but the learners, they lack that practical experience or practical application of the concepts that we teach or that they learn in class. Mm. So with a game like uh, Alan Gray Entrepreneurship Challenge, it gives them that experience, that first-hand experience mm. that will enable them to relate or apply the theory that they learn in class in practice. Mm. It's also even better than the actual field tour because when you go for a field tour, you get told how different departments work, how, for example, the administration department functions, how the marketing department functions, the production department, all the different departments, you get told how they work by the people that work there. But with the game itself, gives the learners the opportunity to actually practice those concepts themselves to do trial and error. It helps them also to correct their own mistakes because there's different opportunities available through the different stages. For example, with the marketing campaign, they had to do three marketing campaigns. So each marketing stage would enable them to learn from their previous mistakes. So all in all, it just gave them that practical experience, which makes it easier for them to understand concepts during class. Aiden, any last thoughts from you? Uh, yes. Um, I think the game was very well made. They didn't try to make it specifically targeted to young audiences. They made it what the game was meant. They didn't try to over-exaggerate anything. They didn't try to over-exaggerate different colours to make the players more interested in playing the game more. They just told you what to do and you do it. Nothing in between. And I really expect that they didn't try to do things that certain educational games do where they try to make make the players think that it is educational and basically isn't. Chad, and your thoughts? So, just also like Aiden said, the game was very well put together. I enjoyed it very much and I would definitely suggest that other learners next year also participate in it. So I understand you and Mr. Tumor are also doing some other experiential learning at this point and that the two of you have a JSE schools account that you're busy trading on and things like that too. Do you want to just spend a couple of minutes talking about that? So the JSE each year hosts a national competition for the entire South Africa to participate in where you can learn about stock marketing, how to how the stocks work and what stocks you need to buy or sell. The game participates like a actual stock market. It runs with the real life stock market. Even though you're using fake money, all your input and output of whether you buy or sell is based on real life events. Okay. Also, there is also a prize winning at the end of it for the top learners, so it's mostly in groups. So at the end of the year, the top learners who are at the top group gets 10,000 rand split between them. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing this? So me and Mr. Chuma have had this open since last year, last year, June, when we started late. But this year we've started with the same time they've opened it. And how many teams are participating, do you know? I think there are around 
300 teams more or less participating. And where are you guys sitting in the rankings at the moment? So I haven't checked it this week, but when I did last check, we were in Kalteng 27th, monthly 100th and something. And I think one other, I think overall we were like 15th, I think. That's amazing. Well done. Thank you. Mr. Chuma, are you more actively involved in the trading platform than you were with the classes? Um, with the JSC stock trading, is more of a club um, activity. So there are only five learners participating. But at the same time, it doesn't make it any less important because, as Chad already said, it's a replica of the actual live trading that takes place. Mm. And it also enables them, the learners, to have the actual feel of what it feels like to do the trading on the stock market. And uh, currently, we have had a very good run, like this year. We have had a very good run compared to last year. I think we have fared quite well this year against the rest of the other teams. Um, our highest position to date, I think in the past weeks, we reached position five for the whole month. And then we're on position 26th for like overally, which was a, quite a good achievement, like starting from scratch. Because at one time, I remember we had uh, position 194 or something. And I think it's been quite a huge um, improvement. But also it's thanks to the learners for their ability to be observant because the game, it, it involves a lot of research at different companies and the stock exchange. Mm. You need to also know the business environment, have great insight and a lot of information, current affairs in general. It does affect the markets and the stocks. That the information coupled with a good instinct too because trading is based on buying and selling of stocks which involves buying the stocks when they are low and selling them when they are high meaning that we have made a profit in between um, so it takes good instinct also and the good ability to make good judgment at that point in time to know when is the right moment to buy and when would be the best moment to sell that takes not only instinct but also a whole lot of research mm. which I think the boys have done quite well that's amazing. I'm very, very pleased to hear that this kind of experiential learning is taking place. And I think it's kind of what learning is going to look like in the future, what valuable learning is going to look like in the future. We're going to turn our attention at this point in the conversation to Kian Quinn, who did the business pitch, which is a separate part of the Alan Gray Entrepreneurial Challenge. Welcome to our conversation, Kian. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good to be here really different haven't done something like this before but um, I'm excited tell us a little bit about your experience of the business pitch how it fitted in with the Alan Gray entrepreneurial challenge and how you got to be one of the top 10 and as we've heard one of the younger students pitching their pitch to the the dragon's den as it were well initially I didn't really expect much from it I you know was hopeful that I would get somewhere with it but you know being on holiday with my friends and having to take like like a, a like a night to do part of my Alan Gray challenge was something that well tedious and well you know I didn't want to do it at all it was something that at the end I knew that I had learned something and that I was to learn something whether that be me winning or me you know just placing well I I still felt that it was definitely worth it in the end so how did the business pitch fit in with the challenge as a whole it was almost a conclusion i would i would say because it was also the last task that you had to do the last thing that you had to complete for week five and it was definitely to see what you had learned and to see how you can apply what you had taken from the challenge and your applicability towards the actual business world and practicing something like this and i think it's definitely useful for me, it definitely was. So was your business pitch related to the product that you developed in the four weeks prior to it? Not really. The actual business pitch and the, and the business industry, I, w I would say it's from, it was, was the same thing, which was um, fintech, financial technology, and it was investing. And I think, you know, I do also, you know, owe it to my dad for helping me a lot with that type of stuff because... I'd never made a business pitch before and I think, you know, his help with, you know, being able to look for the right information definitely helped me to take everything I'd learned from all of those weeks and actually apply it. And it was very it was very interesting to see how much I'd learned. I was aware of what I'd learned, but I didn't know how useful it would become. And what was your business that you pitched? 
Well, the business that I pitched was a um, it was a, it was a bookkeeping app, and it was so that your business could have you know accurate and and, and reliable business records and financial records without having to you know employ like a bookkeeper and so that it's easier for businesses especially in this country to get credit applications because if you don't have reliable or if you don't have very accurate bookkeeping or, or financial records it is very hard for you to go to credit providers and for them to provide financial support to you and financing and so a business like that I saw is a very opportune thing in this country especially with the amount of businesses in this country that are popping up with all of the you know, young entrepreneurs and because of the fact that there are so many of them and they don't have these you know records that they need a lot of them don't get off don't get off the ground or don't get as far as they need to to be able to supply for the people their families they don't have enough options to not only supply for their family but for their communities and maybe to benefit the economy so so if i'm understanding it correctly your target market was smes young yeah. startup businesses young entrepreneurs yeah. giving them an opportunity to fiscally manage their companies so that they could get financing if they needed it further down the line or as startup finances for example yeah so it was focused around financing as well okay so that our business would um all the app would be used in conjunction with the business you know and then also the banking institution that they used and so the app will be linked to that banking institution and can help you know create these records and to keep track of the records without actually needing anyone to interpret the the report so the sure. businesses and the banks could become more independent but more i would say more interdependently independent where they could become better at doing what they do by using everyone else and obviously our business would need access to all of the bank accounts sure but you know this was beneficial because all of the reports would be automatically classified into you know finances and not just things like oh, i bought a mcflurry the other day because i wanted to but more or less finances and the the transactions related to the business itself through okay. the through the bank accounts and it okay. was definitely something that really multifaceted and i think has a lot of uses how did that differ from the business that you started in the four weeks in the Ellen Ground Entrepreneurial Challenge? Well, the business that I started in the the first four weeks, it was, I, I, I'm tempted to say I didn't really know what I was doing. I had an idea of what the business was was, was for, especially because of the, the amount of accessibility you had towards tailoring your business to the way you wanted it to. But all I knew was that my business was doing well, that it was making money, and I knew that it did financing and it did um, tech development when it comes to finances. As for what the business exactly did, I don't think really any of the industries had a set, oh, this is what it does, but more or less the industry it was in. Okay. So it was less specific. Yeah. And I know that at one point you came first one of the weeks, is that correct, in the Allen Ground Entrepreneurial Challenge? I think, I hope so. I think so. <laughs> Although I'm going to be asking them where my 2,500 rand is, if so. And um, how much money did your business make in the Entrepreneurial Challenge? I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure at the end of it, I think a little bit over a million rand, I think. Okay. You know, and obviously knowing this and knowing how much my brother made, I'm still proud of him, obviously, but I think the main reason why I didn't place as high as I thought I would have with, with like 1.2 million rand was probably because... I didn't do the second week task. Okay. Thing is, that wasn't my fault. I was on camp, so I couldn't do something, anything about that. But I think it was definitely somewhere. I, I'm pretty sure it was over a million. Okay. And all, all the time, all my employees were super happy, super chuffed to be glued to their chairs for eternity, and just <laughs> look at a laptop and just you know, the whole time. Okay. Well, well done. That's amazing goes to show that the advice your brother gave of doing all the work is important in yeah. the placing. Mr. Chuma, what role did you play in helping Kian prepare for the pitch and getting him ready for the final day when he sat um, presenting to the judges and things like that? The pitch was the last assignment of the game. It was actually the last activity that had to be done in the game. 
And um, during that week, I think it was our final week in school just before we closed schools for first term. And at that point in time, I wasn't aware which learners did the pitch or which ones did not because it was optional. I think our main focus was just on the log standings and the, our positions on the overall standings. And I wasn't even aware that Kian did uh, pitch. There were quite a number of students that had made intentions to pitch, but I'm not sure who did because he closed schools immediately after that. And then when I got the news that um, Kian had been selected amongst the top 10 in the country, I wasn't surprised really because I know Kian, when it comes to things like presentations, is just eloquent, is very good. He's, uh, he's just got the thing for it. So I wasn't su- surprised as such, but we had to work through his presentation in preparation for the final pitch. Because the final pitch had to be done in front of the judges, in front of parents, school heads and teachers as well. And I think you're also there for the other part of the presentation, Mr. Edgerton. So we had to make sure that it was polished and it was perfect and it was competitive enough because it's the best in the country, like out of the whole country, it's the best 10 pitches. So he had to up his game by whatever means. Initially, his pitch was okay. The idea was good. But the way that he had presented it wasn't as um, top-notch as we would expect it to be. So he polished up on that part. And I must say that on the day, on the final day, or just the day before he did the final pitch, I knew he had actually changed, he turned it around. Because initially it was just a business idea or the app being put out there. But in the final pitch, he did put an element of himself, which means he actually is part and parcel. He applies himself emotionally and um, him and the business idea are not separated and that it, it worked for him as a, an extra, I think. It just earned him like that uh, additional acceptance amongst the judges. And the fact that he was one of the youngest to pitch really made a huge impact and uh, it's something to be proud of. It's already an achievement to me, to the school and to him. I think he should be proud of that because out of more than 8,000 learners across the country, and he becomes to be one of the youngest to be amongst the top 10 already. That's a victory. Mm. That's a very, very good achievement. Tell me, Ken, what was the scariest thing that happened in that leading up to all the final pitch? And, and what did you enjoy the most in that process as well? Well, the whole thing was generally scary. I would say more nerve-wracking, really, um, but... The scariest part when it comes to before the final pitch, obviously the final pitch was scary. Um, I mean, waiting and sitting for two hours makes you really calm. But (laughs) I think the scariest part was definitely when I had to first pitch to um, Kyle and I forgot what the other lady's name was. I apologize. But that first pitch where I had, before I changed around my pitch, that was initially what I had to do. Was that in a mentoring or a coaching session that or was, something? That was the coaching session because we missed the first one. Okay. Um, but that one that we did attend, that was good. It was definitely, I mean, Kyle was paying a lot of attention, but it looked a lot of the time I would say something that, you know, was central in my pitch and he would look up and stop doing what he was doing. And I'm like, oh, no, that I, is it not good enough? And And I think my nerves definitely spiked when he said that I forgot like an entire thing about my future, but the the plans for the future and about myself being in it. And at that moment I was like, you know, I'm done. But then he was like, as long as you add that, you know, you're good because right now I'm 100% backing you. And I was like, okay. I mean, that was pretty surprising. I mean, after that, the only thing I was nervous for was, the day after that, because I had to spend a lot of time working on the pitch again, mm-hmm. you know, coming up with the name, long story short, the name I did come up with, uh, literally right before I had to speak that it's already taken. Uh, that definitely messed up the speech, uh, not the speech, but the pitch a little bit. I had some cool catch line, but, you know, it was definitely nerve wracking when I had to say the the pitch both times before it was edited and after it was edited. So tell me what the name ended up being and what the cool pitch line was. Well, initially, I was like, okay, my dad came up with this name. I was like, dad, I need a name. I'm trying to think of something. And and my dad found, so in Zulu, 
uh, Kula, K-H, I think it's K-H-U-L-A, is bookkeeper or accountant. And for a second I was like, you know, nah, nah, that's boring. But then, you know, it really stuck. And then I came up with a tagline that was at the end of my speech, and I said it to Mr. Chuma, and I was so proud of myself. I think it was, grow your business, grow with Kula. And I was like, damn, this is going to be like, you know how you have Kalula, Kalula Airways, they have the, the super cool, super chill, the nice lady speaking. I'm not a nice lady, but regardless, I was so proud of myself, and I was like, if the rest of the pitch doesn't get them, I think this will... This is this phrase is worth forty five thousand rand, and then right before I'm going, the person before me does an agricultural business, and then one of the judges is like, "Hey, have you heard of the business Kula?" And I'm like, "Maybe he's talking about mine. I don't know." <laughs> and then he talks about what they do, and I look up and I'm I looked them up. Um, yeah, I had to just get rid of every Kula in my speech, so that was pretty. Pretty, pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. So, what did you end up calling your business? Uh, nothing yet. Um, I mean, I found this <laughs> Japanese word tenkai. It, it looks pretty cool. I've forgotten what it means. I don't know. I, it was just last minute, but I like the word. And I think you know, initially, I didn't want to give the business an, a name yet because yeah. it can be flexible. Yeah. It'll change once you make a business. I mean, if you You've change, you find your target audience. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. Once you name the business, if McDonald's changed its name now, it would just die yeah. the business would die yeah so you know that's why i'm keeping the name you know it's variable it's 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 independent of what i think it should be but it should be growing with the business well you might not have a business name but you've definitely got a very cool story that goes into uh, a very frustrating story yeah. <laughs> ken well done i'd like to know if there's any advice that you would like to share with anybody who's going to do this journey next year or in the future well i think Definitely, you know, when it comes to the information that they provide to you in the weeks, just of the people talking, it's definitely, definitely important. And I'll be the first to admit, in the beginning, I didn't think it was very important, so I would just, you know, skip through it. But sometimes I'd find myself having to go back, you know, or, or look up something just to be sure of it. Mm. And it was always realizing how important that the stuff that they give you isn't just there to make the game long. It's not. It's not a conventional game. It's not like some other story game where a lot of the information is completely biased and just not important at all. Mm. But this in this game, all the information that's given to you is important, important to you. And the advice that I have to give is at first it may, and this can just actually apply to anything, but at first it may seem useless. But if you're at a position where you have the opportunity to even say something like that, then you're at, an, you're at the position where you can puts an end to something like that. So you can complete a task and apply it. Don't apply something that you haven't done before, but see its applicability once you know what it's good for. To sum it up, just the advice I have to give is not pursuing your gut feeling and not necessarily doing what you think is right. But, you know, a lot of the time, seeing something through will show you its applicability. And when something is, is applicable, it's usually successful. And it's not about what it is now it's not about what you get now it's about what you can do and what you must do and what you need to well thank you for that what was your highlight of this entire process i mean i was definitely very proud of my brother when i found out that he won um mainly because i could sweet talk him into buying me something but you know um <laughs> I, yeah no but i think what i was really you know, the highlight of this all was definitely finishing the pitch um, and definitely being able to go home and be like, oh, sorry, I couldn't play games today, guys. You know, I kind of just, kind of just had a, a small forty-five thousand run pitch with some people. You know, nothing much, but it was definitely the highlight was learning. Okay. Even if I don't win, I've learned a lot that I'll need. That's a fantastic highlight, as far as I'm concerned. And thank you very much, Ken, for having a chat today and coming in. Well done. That is a fantastic effort and. As Mr. Chuma has said, very proud of his students, and you've represented Eduink and him very, very well. Thank you very much. Mr. Chuma, it's been an extraordinary journey, and I know that your expectations weren't to be sitting in a podcast studio having a conversation with three of your students in such a small school that has competed on such a grand scale. Any last thoughts on this? Uh, thank you, Mr. Etchison. 
I never anticipated that I could be sitting here at some point in time, but uh, well, I'm here now and I'm so proud of uh, the reasons for being here. And I must say that I'm so proud of the learners and the way that they cooperated throughout the whole game and also so thankful to the school for making everything possible, you know, through the provision of um, electronic gadgets and uh, the fact that we have Wi-Fi all the time, we've got full access to the Wi-Fi and it made it easier for us to participate in the whole game, like throughout the game, without any glitches or problems. And also the fact that we being a small school and competing amongst the schools, some of them very big in terms of reputation and maybe resources and all that, and managing to have at least three of our learners amongst the top clearly shows that we are small in size, but uh, we are big in terms of quality. And I think that it's all just a matter of opportunity. If all the learners are exposed to different opportunities and we take them, you know, Edge Inc. has made available these opportunities, made available the platform for or the possibility for different opportunities to be explored. I believe that each and every learner has got something in them. They just need to find it. And they can only find it if they do explore or whatever opportunity comes their way. And I'm so happy and proud of the learners and I'm just looking forward to next year when the game starts again. Mr. Chuma, that's a fantastic effort and thank you very much for spending time this morning chatting to us about this. Well done. Well done. Thank you so much. Chad and Aidan, thank you very much for spending some time having a conversation with us this morning. I've appreciated your insights and thank you very much for articulating your experience it's been interesting and well done for your achievements thank you sir thank you sir this was very very fun cool you've been listening to another production from solid gold podcasts